0: right there just go no no don't fucking grab him referee like you grab me every time you're trying to stop me i'm not even doing anything illegal in matches half the time you see uno very happy to put his hands on me sometimes a little one too but why when the match is done ishi very obviously slowly walks over wraps that jacket around Ghetto's neck why did the referee not stop him there even once he started to crank, why would the referee not stop him then? Oh, Gabe! Gabe, the young boy that doesn't know how to slap his hands together, the young boy that's not smart enough to realise who he should and shouldn't respect around him. All of a sudden, Gabe's at ringside. No, no, I better not go in the ring. No, but if it was me doing it, those young boys relish the opportunity to put their hands on me to ask you again, I know it's going to be a rhetorical question, it fucking shouldn't be, but nobody seems to be able to give me the answer, why is there such a double standard with these things?
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially you two, Nakashima, the poor devil, uh, swift recovery young, young man, and uh, get your ass back in a ring and uh, we'll see if we can uh, beat 30 seconds yeah (laughs) no all right we are a new Japan pro wrestling podcast I am your host Luke and with me as always is Mr. Andy say hello Mr. Andy
2: Hello Mr. Andy, hello Luke, and hello to the listeners, Uh, it's great to be here uh, talking New Japan with you, there's going to be some highs, there's going to be some lows, and there's going to be some silly shit, so uh, expect everything, and uh, expect the unexpected, I guess?
1: Yeah, well, I was hoping something unexpected would happen, and maybe a a few things, but none of them were particularly good, uh, and I don't... I'm not shitting on the whole four shows or anything, but I don't know, uh, Yutu Nakashima dislocating his elbow 30 seconds into his debut is just gut-wrenching. I think everyone was just like, oh man, that sucks, get well. And then we might as well mention it now, Uh, Tetsuya Naito's injured his knee and uh, he missed night four of cat attack Which is what we're calling it, everyone. We know. We know. It's called Castle Attack. We know. But uh, the hashtag for this fucking thing is NJC Attack. And every time I go to type it, it's like cat attack. No, C attack. (laughs) And, And I read it as cat attack every time. And other people on Twitter are saying it's cat attack. It's cat attack. So I'm going to refer to it. Uh, this entire episode, and probably the next one too, as uh, Road to Cat Attack. And that's not insulting. I love cats, so this sounds really awesome to me. And if you guys want to email or tweet us about how awesome the name Cat Attack is for wrestling shows, you can do that. Uh, voicemail email is uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. We can go the tweety route, uh, neveropenpod at no at never open pod yes that one Ooh. and then uh <laughs> mr andy is at juice of a tweets and i am at grumpy Two e b if that is what you guys want to do in terms of contacting us you can or you can just listen to us so that's fine too
2: yeah you know this is episode like 37 or 38 i think
1: that's 37 a... yeah i think of that every time <laughs>
2: I love that. That's so funny. I love I love the comebacks and whatnot, but uh, this is out of context. So but um, yeah, we have the injury news and it sucks, man. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit this week about how guys making debuts get hurt and it happens. And we've seen it happen many times. Um, I've seen it happen on the Indies many times uh, in person. Uh, and we've seen it on, like, WWE TV uh, many times as well, and it just fucking sucks, and I feel terrible for that guy. Now, usually, New Japan is pretty... You know they they don't talk about injuries. Like for example, we know Naito has a knee injury. We don't know what it is. It's probably nothing. Otherwise, I think they would have made a bigger stink about it or made no stink about it because they usually don't talk about that stuff very much. But this uh, injury to Mister Yoto uh, Yuda, I don't know how to say his name. Him. Um, that's okay. That, that's going to be that's pretty hard to um, to hide because his arm went the wrong way. And uh, I even was able to watch it. I think it's still up, and you can watch it. If you are crazy, you can watch it anytime you want, which I'm surprised they left it up there. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. No, it uh, really sucks. And I'm I'm erring on the side of uh, Naito's injury not being that bad. Yeah. If it was that bad, you know, because his knee was injured. So he they all came out from underneath that and gone, look, I'm injured. Sorry about that. Um, adios if it was worse than that uh, new japan I, I feel like they're usually pretty swift and going all right w- we need to change the card up because uh abushi naito can't happen so i reckon it's not that big a deal but they want him to be nice and healthy for that uh, ic title match so yeah well mr. hopefully Bread, that's it
2: mr Red's ready just in case, you know what I mean? In case anybody oh, he's is hurt, he's ready to go at any time. And, you know, they keep him hot. unfortunately, he's had to continue his feud with um, the laundry boys, as we like to call them, uh, the United mm-hmm. Empire. And um, if it's OK, Luke, we just go ahead and do the Kojima tweet of the week real quick, if that's cool yeah. with you.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
2: It's it's a pretty quick one. Um, you know, basically, this is the first of this kind. This is a quote tweet. So this is the Kojima quote tweet of the week. That's hard to say, and uh, <laughs> and it's quote tweeting shithead, and shithead has posted a picture of the United Empire standing in the ring, looking cool, and uh, Kojima uh, says the following quote: "Very cool photo, but sometimes I also look cool."
1: Unquote. Sometimes. <laughs> And then Just sometimes. The thread, Mr. Bread's very modest.
2: The thread of comments underneath this is just people going, you're the coolest, Kojima. Your Kojima-san is so cool. And it's just pictures of Kojima being awesome. So
1: definitely check that out. Definitely heartwarming. All right. Well, he does look cool. And uh, I think that every time I see him, machine gun chop the shit out of uh, dillweed. So, you know, he might still be wrestling those guys, but he's still chopping the shit out of them. So I, I like that bit at least. All right, so we have just four cat, four cat attack kind of house show. He shows to cover, and Miss Andy's like, "Oh man, that's going to be great fun, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, he sent me, he sent me a little something. And I said I'd pass it on to the person who uh, this would be, be good for. And so uh, I did that. Uh, he got it. And uh, I, I don't even know if I remember the voice, man. But, uh, <laughs> uh we do have like a – well, since I'm doing the reading, you can introduce it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, okay. So a while back we had – um you know gourmet burger macabee on and he uh he was very passionate about his love for things like mayonnaise And so, you know, we thought for sure that it would be great to get him back on and maybe to have him read to us one of his favorite gourmet burger recipes, you know, and describe the food for us in in, uh, only the way that he can. And so, you know, we're debuting a new segment. This is, you know, under the subcategory, there's a subcategory under the uh, dramatic reading segment. And this one is called Maccabay's Recipes. (laughs)
1: all right just pumping myself up right ready all right this is how much is this to read because if it's a lot oh no that's not that bad okay all right uh you took it easy on me mr andy thank you now it says jump to recipe but did you want me to like ju- you don't I don't just jump to the ingredients part. Like you want me to read the, the description yeah, thing. Skip don't you?
2: the first skip the first paragraph. And then uh, you know there's, a, right. there's a paragraph this, that starts and says, Let's talk flavorful burgers.
1: Alright. <laughs> shit I'm, nervous now. I'm like how did I do is that does that sound how's that sound? Sounds pretty Does good. that sound very markabate? Alright, reach for this peppered balsamic mayo burger sauce to slather over a juicy blue cheeseburger or use it as the ideal condiment to crown your next gourmet deli creation. Let's talk flavorful burgers, shall we? I grill out pretty regularly. Sometimes it is a fairly involved affair. That requires me to make my signature burgers from scratch. Grow my own lettuce. Bake up homemade buns in a stone hearth. And raise a cow to milk for crafting up and cheese. The fuck? Fucking hipster burgers. Uh, This is the kind of burger you'd go like, I'd like a burger please. And they're like, that's great, $20. And you're just like, fucking what? Is there chips with that? Or fries? No. They're extra. <laughs> I'm fucking shove it up your ass then. Other times, I just want to enjoy a classic grill flavor without exerting a ton of extra energy on a scorching hot afternoon. If you are looking for a flavorful cookout with a lot of added effort, this is the post for you. Whipping up a batch of this peppered balsamic mayo burger sauce takes me minutes and gives any burger a gourmet flair is there more? yep, when I owned <laughs> oh my god, this is funny when I owned a gourmet burger food truck, I used this peppered balsamic mayo burger sauce on the blue cheese burger I served the bright peppery flavour is the perf- is perfect to contrast to the pungent flavour of blue cheese quite honestly, to this day it is the only continent I ever use on blue cheese burgers. Since my peppered balsamic mayo burger sauce takes almost no effort to whip together, well fucking tell us how to do it then. <laughs> I knew it was perfect, the perfect topping for the members of Mark Blackened Blue Cheese Beef Patties I found at Sam's Club. Packed with blue cheese and seasoning, these burger patties are already loaded with flavor. Perfect for when I want an effortless cookout. And look how beautiful they grill up. Pro tip, it is important to rotate your burgers at a quarter turn while grilling to ensure they cook evenly. Some parts of the grill may be hotter than others. (laughs) (laughs) Another great option at Sam's Club are these half pound, members mark, cheddar cheese and bacon burger patties. Ketchup and mustard are great on these, otherwise, my comeback sauce, where's the beers out of this world? Be sure to grab lemonade to wash down all this great food. After all, on a hot summer day, does anything taste better than lemonade? Like beer? <laughs>
0: like
1: bourbon and Coke, maybe. Uh, each case contains three great flavors: original, watermelon, and strawberry lemonade. Throw them in an icy cooler and let everyone grab their favorite. Enough with the small talk. Let's eat. And then what we need is a quarter cup of mayo, three quarters a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar, fresh ground pepper to taste. Right, do you want me to read the instructions?
2: <laughs> this is so already
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> Mix all three ingredients together in a small dish taste for pepper and adjust as needed you can use this right away but the flavor is best as it melds in the refrigerator overnight store in airtight container yep yeah, it does say meld. if you enjoyed reading my peppered balsamic mail burger sauce recipe then you should you should probably like me on facebook follow me on pinterest too that's what i like to do like at least because if you don't get to know me but you still use my recipe. It is kind of like taking candy from a stranger. And your mom taught you not to do that. Don't disobey your mom. Fuck you. Why put your fucking recipe on the internet?
0: Wow. If you don't
1: want people to just take it. But yes, Marker Bay's wonderful peppered balsamic mayo burger sauce. We have no idea if he actually uses that, by the way. I'm pretty sure that was something you found. And just like, wow, that sounds really pretentious. I'm going to send this to Luke. Well that was uh, and, fantastic. Uh, for him to send to Makabe, which is uh what I did, and uh he was ha- quite happy to <laughs> quite happy to do that.
2: Man, we've uh we've had a pretty couple pretty good dramatic readings in 2021 so far, man. You know, it's uh some good shit. I'm I'm ready. Wado needs to come back, we need to hear from uh you know uh Outback Tanahashi. There's a couple yeah. people we need to hear from, but uh man, I'm happy to hear from Makabe again. That was fucking All right. fantastic.
1: So this is a long shot, Mr. Andy, and I just want to ask our uh, listeners uh, if any of you can find or know of a translation to Yano's theme tune, Toriano, the King of Pro Wrestling's theme tune, has lyrics. I know that because I listened to it on Spotify the other day. <laughs> I was going on a walk and I was like, oh, I'm listening to New Japan themes. I'm like, yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. But I'm listening to Yano's theme and I'm like, wait, there's lyrics? And I think you said the same thing. There's lyrics to this? Yes, there is and uh we'd love a translation so we can uh we can give it a read and uh do to to that song what we did for Tai Chi theme yeah. and uh Minaro Suzuki's as well
2: yeah i mean so, yeah. I, I would love that we you know we do need help from you listeners though i mean i was lucky uh, some guy sent me the lyrics to Tai Chi's theme years ago, and I just happened to come across it in one of my messages. I was like, oh, shit, I remember I had this, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see if we can get Yano's theme. But, uh, well, it's time for Cat Attack, uh, Luke, I think. And, you know, I, this is our first time learning a little bit about Kurgan Hall because this is where the all three of these shows are. And if you've noticed, Kurgan Hall is one of cool. those places that – all the pro wrestling uh, promotions run, like all of them. And that's usually a no-no in the old school pro wrestling world. You're not supposed to run, you know, different promotions in the same building. But this building is compared to Madison Square Garden when it comes to, um, you know, the type of shows that are there and how it's like an old tradition. And it was open in 1962, specifically meant for martial arts boxing and pro wrestling and it's on the campus of tokyo dome city so like there's this campus that they built around the tokyo dome and that's part of it and i I don't know i couldn't confirm this but i'm pretty sure it was built for the 1962 olympics which took place in japan so uh that's what i think now okay you know so
1: there you go there's that that is really cool and so what you're saying is if you live near corican hall uh, in any given week, you could go one night to a New Japan show, another night to what a Noah show, yeah. Another night to fucking All Japan, etc., etc. And then Stardom and shit too.
2: Yeah, I I looked at their schedule actually, which goes all the way through March. It doesn't say what shows the shows are named, but it has all the promotions. And I mean, I count like ten different promotions that are running there in the next few months. And I mean, it's it's weird though, because like I said, that's kind of a no no. In American wrestling, the way they all treat each other, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if they can all get along and, and it's just this classic venue that everybody gets to share, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's also gonna be really fucking awesome if you live near Corokan Hall, doesn't it?
2: No shit. That'd be great.
1: Far out, far out, man. Imagine that. You'd be I'd be like, Yeah, I'd rather go to the New Japan shows, but fuck it. I'll check out a Noah show. Easy, like, I'll check out All Japan, why not? We both if it's watched, all, all, we watched some NOAA this week, right? We did. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Andy and I checked out a title match that happened recently over at the competition. It was uh, Mr. Go Shiazaki and K G Mudo for the, uh, what was it, the GHC title? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it was, it was fine.
2: I liked it. I thought it was fun, but man, poor Muto was like he was gassed like two minutes into the match. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he had a rough time, but uh, you know, emoting well, and whatnot. But he did a great job wrestling, you know. And Go Shiyazaki's clearly a star, so that that worked out pretty oh, well. Yeah.
1: Look, <clears throat> one thing annoyed the shit out of me, Mister Andy, that it had nothing to do with the wrestling at all, at all. And I'm watching this. I'm like, can you take the fucking graphics off the screen now, please? I get it. I can't read any of it anyway. Doesn't need to be there for fucking 30 minutes. It's covering the fucking screen. Move. I want to see what they're doing. Yeah. I so if that's you. their standard operating procedure, I can see me getting quite annoyed or very quickly probably just getting used to it and then just moving on, which is probably, <laughs> probably what actually what happened. But as someone who doesn't watch a lot of or any wrestling, Signora, uh Yeah. I did not like that. But Fair otherwise, yeah, it was fine.
2: It's yeah. very flashy too, you know. It was like kinda overstated as opposed to most Japanese wrestling, which is more understated. And uh, you know, and it was definitely something that was a lot more Western style as far as the in-ring, in my opinion. And uh saw some things I would never see in a new Japan show. Uh in fact, we, we, we haven't talked about it other than the injury itself, but the first match on the show is that Yudo versus Yuya match. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as soon as that injury happens, the everyone in the ring started communicating with each other. And that's like it stuck out. It stuck out to me because that never you never see that, you know, really in a New Japan ring. And all of a sudden these guys are, you know, communicating with each other. And non kayfabe, and it's like, oh man, it, it, I really noticed it. I don't know if you that you noticed that, but
1: uh, yeah, I did and and uh, uh, but I went back and watched this. I'm gonna make you laugh, here, Mister Andy. Uh, that was what what night was that where Udo was supposed to? Was it Monday?
2: It was the 14th, whatever date that is, uh, or the 15th for you I
1: guess. Yeah, right. So I got I got on the. Uh, New Japan world website at eight o'clock when the show started. So I did not see that match Uh, and and I hadn't checked Twitter. So I didn't even know that match had taken place. And I tweeted out, I'm so fucking pumped for Yudo Yudo's match tonight. I can't (laughs) wait Uh, to which uh, (laughs) smart wrestling fan was quick to tweet. "Uh, He's injured dude. And I'm like, are you messing with me? Nah, I'm afraid it's real. So uh, sure enough, uh, usually when smart wrestling fans say something, by the way, they, they're usually right. Uh, but uh, I, I still I, I needed to, because I knew there'd be a gif of it or something out by then. And yeah, sure enough, uh, Yudo is fucking injured out, and I look like a giant dickhead for uh, for tweeting that. But uh, I didn't delete it. I was like, yeah, fuck it. it, it it's done. People have seen it already. Yeah. Whatever. And I didn't know, so it's 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 fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's just another way of uh, Mr. Grumpy to look kind of stupid, and that's fine. <laughs> but, yes, Road to Cat Attack Night 1, I thought was going to start at 8 o'clock, or whenever it started for everybody else, with Yudo Nakashima versus uh, Yuya Uramura, but it didn't.
2: And this Instead. is exciting because it's a new young lion and we desperately yeah. need like eight new young lions, not just one. And so it just fucking double sucks because it screwed up the whole card for every night. They had to change everything up. And then Naito got injured, which changed more stuff. So this this is a very house showy uh, couple of shows here. And I'm sure we're going to zip through them here once we finally
1: get started. Yeah. Oh, man. Let, let's do it right now. So we start off on uh, night one, Road to Cat Attack at Corican Hall. We've got Empire Laundry Boys versus uh, Gabriel Kidd, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I think I've written a note for for this point a little later on in the show. Shows, I think I have. But I'm going to mention it here, Mr. Andy. Okay, so Tanahashi, the never title. It's all about elevation. Then why is he in the fucking first match of the show nearly every fucking night doing... Oh, man. Look, I love me some Tanahashi. I love me some Never Title. This is not what I wanted. And that's nothing against Tanahashi. Uh, like, he gets the title, and they're like, well, you're wrestling Okada again. And he's like, okay, cool. My paycheck's still clear, so whatever.
2: Dude, you're going to be really mad at, uh, after we get through all these, and I tell you what I think's going to happen. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've gone from... Plans to elevate the title to just fucking whatever the fuck they're doing with it now. And it's just it's a sore point for me, Mr. Andy, which I'm sure you're gonna poke at with a stick very very soon later. <laughs> my
2: my notes but, say um, Empire Laundry versus Mr. Bread and Curtain Jerker Tanahashi with kid. That's what says.
1: <laughs> yes, it's fucking weird, Curtain right? Curtain jerker Tanahashi, what? Also, you're right about something. And I need to specifically say that because it's happening a fucking lot now, not just every now and again, Hot but a lot. Hot shot start. Yep.
2: <clears throat> yep. I have. I'm making yep. notes of it every time because it's happening like at least twice a show. And when you only have four matches on a show, it kind of fucking sticks out a little bit, you know.
1: And. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Suzuki Goon start. That's how Suzuki Goon yes. start all their matches. Right. Well, now everyone wants to start their matches that way, <laughs> and yeah, it, it it sticks out. And I, I guess that's what happens when Suzuki Goon turns face. Maybe I don't know. So, all right here. Yeah, I'm not really excited for Tana versus O Laundry, but uh, you know I love seeing Kojima Machine Gun. Uh, one of the other laundry, do- laundry guys, but uh, this is another weird thing, and I might mention this in, an, in another one of the Road Two shows. But tour of the islands on Gabriel Kid, which makes Cobb look good, but Khan is in a feud.
2: Oh, I have a theory for this. You're, you’re not gonna like it. So, but we gotta hit that later. So. Um... Yeah, I understand why that's weird, but I, I think I know what's going on. I could be wrong. But, uh, well, since uh, we have Great O'Con in this match, I do have our, you know, fun fact, our Genghis Khan fun fact of the week, and we're going to have two of those this week. So this is number one. And uh, when Genghis Khan was 14 years old, you know, he had to share food with his brothers and sisters. He he didn't grow up rich, you know, like you'd think he would. Um, In fact, they often, there's this hilarious thing that they always say about how poor the Mongol society was, is that they would, they had to weave together, uh, like, mouse skins to make their clothes out of, so. (laughs) So, but when, when Genghis was 14... Um, his brother refused to share food with him. So Genghis, you know, forgiven guy, you know, he's like, I can let this go or I can follow him into the forest and murder him with a bow and arrow, which is what he did.
1: That seems reasonable. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and
2: and I don't have anything to add at the at the match except that Mr. Bread was pissed and, and uh, that's kind of how I like him. I like him pissed off. It's pretty fun.
1: I do too. Shows a bit of fire, and I quite like that. And I also tweeted out that uh, seeing Jeff Cobb back it was really cool, Definitely. and called yes. him never as fuck. And he liked it, and I like him, and that is all. Friends. I like. I liked it. We've turned around on him, uh, which makes the, uh, the the cameo thing even cooler. But yeah, uh, I'm glad we <laughs> like. Uh, I've started thinking of thinking of them as Laundry Boys and Jeff Cobb.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You got right? it. You know, and, yeah. and soon it's gonna be Laundry Boys and Great O'Con and Jeff Cobb. I mean that's kinda of how I think of it a little more. I know you're not high <laughs> on O'Con, but I, I find him fun. Um he did some fun stuff in later matches we'll talk about,
1: so all right, cool. And uh here we are. We have uh Bushy. Hiromu Takahashi and Takagi Shingo versus El Phantasma, uh Taishi Ishimori, and uh, Yujiro. The uh, El, uh, the uh, El Phantasmo Shredder Pimps, as I wrote wrote on my notes. And uh, Bushi's still trolling Wato in the blue there, so uh, that's pretty funny. And uh, <laughs> if uh, El Phantasmo and Shredder are Beavis and Butthead, then uh, Yujiro is Stuart in the winger t-shirt, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: then who is who's and, Todd who's the guy they look up to is that is that uh that's gotta be Jay White right Jay White's Todd
1: yeah Jay White's Todd <laughs> <laughs> Todd's so cool he spits yeah. in her
0: face and they're like, they're like Todd.
1: I love it beats them too. up and <laughs> Todd's cool <laughs> and uh, there's something really satisfying seeing Shingo beat the shit out of uh, ELP and Yujiro. true so uh that's some cool shit. And I, I look forward to seeing Yujiro get pinned by the dragon. And he did. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they they kind of, Hiromu and ELP are now, they're kind of going back and forth quite a bit with these shenanigans. And they had like kind of like a show off, off, I guess, you know, which was kind of yeah. fun. And Shingo is so good that he makes Yujiro like, you know, palatable, which was nice.
1: Yeah, yep. And uh, I saw uh, a, a Tweety from um, Mr. Chris Charlton mention that uh, could Shingo be a fave for the New Japan Cup? And I was like, uh, y- y- yes, please. I
2: hope so. That, man, he, if, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, man, if we could get if him he's not, in the title picture, if, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, if they're not going for another never, never run for him, they should just boost his ass up. That would be awesome. Uh, you can always have him get the NEVER title again later. It's, it's no rush.
2: Imagine but, him yeah. him versus Ibushi for the championship. My God, that's money that'd right nice. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we definitely see Murder Ibushi in that match too. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be great. All right, so now we've got Yuji Nagata and God versus Naito and Sonata, and I'm like, oh, look at this. This is funny. Fucking Naito comes out and he's like, oh. Where, where's the where's the English commentary? Where is it? Uh, That's right.
2: right. <laughs> we forgot to mention no English commentary for these shows. And then the, <laughs> the last show, I'll, I'll tell you there was some funny some fun stuff I had to do to watch the last show.
1: All right. But uh, I reckon Naito misses the English commentary because uh, I reckon Kevin probably knows more Spanish than uh, than the Japanese commentators. <laughs> That's that's my theory. I've got I've kind of got it in my head that I don't know about all Americans, but I'd say some Americans know a few words in Spanish. Would that be reasonable to say or am I giving you guys too much credit?
2: Yeah, I you know, most people that I run into, they know, you know, taco and and like food stuff, but they wouldn't know you know anything about conjugating a verb? So you know, um, and I didn't know any of that stuff. I took three years of uh, of um, uh, Spanish in high school, and I all I remember is how, how puedo ir al baño. How do, can I go to the bathroom? It's the only thing I remember from high school. But then when I went and worked in a kitchen for a couple of years, I learned all kinds of Spanish. All of the uh, palabras, muy mal, the bad words. So
1: ah. The, uh, the the words that all the people want to learn when they first learn a new language or something. Yeah,
2: like pinche loco. I learned that and, and that's right.
1: So. Fucking crazy. <laughs> by the way, uh, as an aside, Mister Andy, my I I I was supposed to be learning Japanese in high school. Good luck trying to teach me anything I didn't want to learn when I was in high school. By the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I found out a few years after I'd uh, finished and left high school that my Japanese teacher apparently didn't know any Japanese and she was just going through the book and stuff. She'd gotten (laughs) fired. (laughs) That's amazing. So I wish I could blame the, uh, the the lack of attention or my lack of Japanese uh, language skills on that teacher. But uh, much to her relief, I wasn't paying much attention anyway. So you know that, that that always just makes me laugh, but uh, you know I can count to ten and I, I know I know a couple of other Japanese words, but that's about it. But no one gives a shit about that. They'd rather. <laughs> and oh man, I really I really love this Naito story. By the way, from like hating that intercontinental title to hopefully saving it. And I'm fucking. Yeah. That's just. That's just like that's. Ah. Like, oh. The, the Naito of 2017 would look at the 2021 Naito and be like, the fuck? You pitch a logo. It, it, it just, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it just works. Because uh, over time, how he's just changed about that belt. It's so good. And I like Nagata in this spot better than Honma. Because whilst Honma isn't a spring chicken and or isn't as f- maybe fast or as active as God or Ibushi... He can hang for 10, 12 minutes and I find him immeasurably more entertaining. Yuji
2: yeah. yeah. Nagata's yes. uh, move set is much more like it works better for an older guy too than like Hanma. You know, Hanma's like, you know, moveset used to be like jumping off the top rope and shit and he can't really do that anymore. So, you know, he kind of doesn't do much besides the kokashi
1: Yeah, that is that is very true. But uh, yeah, so look, I know I know this is all leading to Nagata getting pinned most of the, all of these nights, but as I said, I, I'd rather him in that spot. And Nagata isn't trolled that much either, uh, you know. Of course, Naito is going to be that. disrespectful, but I feel like uh, there's a lot less of that when you've got Nagata in the ring than Honma. So uh, yeah, it's good stuff, and I'm digging, as I said the IC story. Of course, Sonata pins Nagata with that uh, that bridging pin thing, which I'm sure has a name, but uh, I haven't been professional enough to look it up.
2: I can't remember what it's called. I used to know, but I don't care anymore.
1: All right, I'll be professional enough now and look it up while nice we do days. this.
2: But uh, I I just think, you know, one good thing about having Yuji Nagata in here is that he ain't gonna get pinned for a 25 count, you know. So yeah, they're gonna make fun of his yeah. salute or whatever, but they better watch it because he'll fucking kick him in the face. <laughs> No, he's not just gonna like cry about it like Hanma does which I like Hanma get me (laughs) wrong but he's not doing shit so he's like like Hanma's his response to all this is taking more abuse. He's like, "Oh yeah, you, I'll show you," and then gets chopped fifty times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I have nothing to add to this match. It's mostly just preview stuff. And and honestly, man, I found I found this night to be very boring and not interesting in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sorry to
1: say that, but it is what it is. That's alright. <clears throat> we have to be we have to be honest. I think uh, I think what we've done thirty seven of these. We've had so many gush fests that uh, you can't. They can't all be winners. They just can't. Well, when, uh, so and, yeah.
2: Yeah, and like I said, when you only have four matches, the things that they do re- re- in re- repetition, excuse me, stick out. You know, a lot, and it's like, man, there's oh, yeah. a lot of repetition. You know, the the roster's thin here. These are maybe shows that shouldn't really be televised, or you know, maybe, you know, it's just my opinion.
1: Well, that's the thing, Mister Andy. I I did message you last night, and I said, "Are there more house sh- Are there more televised shows now than the, than I like? Maybe I notice more because like, I still wouldn't have watched the shows anyway, but because I have to pay a little more attention for the show and all that stuff, it just feels like there's more shows than there were in previous I'm years. Saying, I, I don't right. mean that in a bad way. I'm like I'm like it's fine. I'm I'm quite happy to." chill out on the couch or my computer chair or whatever with uh, charity and the cat and watch some new Japan. Watch cat but, attack. Yeah. Watch cat attack. But there definitely seems to be more shows, doesn't there? <clears throat> and because, because there's more shows that, that usually means more house shows and more house shows means more shows where not much happens. Right. And I know I've, I've said this before though, listeners, sometimes it's, it, Oh, it's worth uh, you know watching these Road 2 shows because you never know. There could be a match where the finish goes differently. It sets up a title match or whatever or something like that or maybe some story stuff happens. But, young uh, Lion
2: could break his arm. I mean, there's all kinds of shit that can happen. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. So. And uh, the O'Connor Bridge is the name for there that. There you question.
2: go. Yeah, because it's an O'Connor role, and then it's a bridge out of the O'Connor bridge. That's okay, I
1: Yeah. Guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so now we've got uh, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, King of Pro Wrestling Toru Iyanu, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada versus uh, Tama Tonga, Tonga uh, Jay White, Evil, and Chase. This is another of those elimination tag team matches. Which uh, are always pretty fun, you know. They're they're a way of also getting wins on people that kind of don't matter. You've noticed that too, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like I mean, that's how Hanma won that one. You know, that was the only recompense that he got was winning that one little deal, and then he got pinned for twenty five counts. So,
1: yeah, he threw he threw Naito out to win, didn't he? I think and so. Yeah. He, and that. And, and, no, him throwing N- Naito out to win that match was just like uh, a, a, a good moment for him. But it's uh, uh, you know it's not like he pinned or submitted him or anything. No, that was
2: for the crowd and the crowd loved it. You know that's that's for yeah. So
1: I like seeing uh, Chase and Yano get strapped up all the way and uh, Chase eliminates Yano, but they're strapped together. So Yano just pulls him the fuck out. <laughs> I like seeing. Uh, I like. I. I don't have all the eliminations written down or anything like that. But uh, Jay, I like seeing Jay choke out Ishi with Yoshihashi's staff. <laughs> <laughs> I really dug how Ishi, yeah, Jay throws Ishi over. Over, but uh, sees on the big screen behind him that Ishii didn't get go over the ropes. So he turns back around, and I thought that was really fucking cool. That's good. Like man. he actually looked at the big screen at the ra- at the top of the ramp and was like, "Wait a minute." Turns around and sees Ishii coming back in the ring. I thought that was really fucking cool. Uh, Tonga Loa saving Jay White was fun, and then you know you've got the the rest of the match. It's it's fun and I liked it. Uh, I kind of like these uh, gimmick elimination tags, but here we go. Evil eliminates Okada to win, and yeah.
2: Um. Okay. So this had a hot shot start as well. Just mm-hmm. so, you know. At two out of four every time now, and maybe three out of five when we get to the longer shows. But uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. It was it was fun, I guess. Uh, we're gonna, I guess we'll talk uh, maybe on the next of the show after about this um, Texas Championship Strap Match thing and what this is gonna be because they've they've talked about this and figured this all out now. And um, you know, I, Okada also got killed after the match by by Dick. Uh, you know, Dick yep. was uh, choking him out, and you know, and there's a lot of that that's going on right now. You know, so yeah, you that's know, fine.
1: Jokes <laughs> on Dick,
2: yeah. yeah. So, oh. Wasn't that like a teacher's name and a
1: in South Park? Yes. Yeah, just <laughs> jokes on Dick. I forgot about that. That was pretty fun. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> oh, um, I know it's rude to ask, Mister Andy, but you did vote, right? I did what? You did vote? Oh yes, definitely. Uh I voted twice. Oh really? Yeah, I voted once on my account and the other one on the Never Open account. <laughs> I just assume we're a I just I like, I took it upon myself to go, we're so voting for Yano Rules, so <laughs> Always. <laughs> they get yeah, they get announced later, so we'll get into that. But uh, yes, yeah, so let's do it. Road to Cat Attack, Night Two. We've got Yoshihashi, Goto, and Yuyu Uramura. Versus Gorillas of Destiny and Jado. And my first note here, <laughs> obviously before the match was over, was Mr. Andy will love this because Ghost- Goto and Yoshi are going to lose. And about oh. five minutes after typing that sentence, Jado jobs to the butterfly <laughs> lock. So Yuyu a <laughs> technically beat Bullet Club. Uh, Yuya won a six man match against the Bullet Club with Yoshi fucking Arshi. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's messed up, man. Um, yikes, yeah. So, this now, this night they had done something different. Um, with the like, okay, so Kurgan Hall looks super empty on this night, right? So, they, yeah, they, they, I, maybe it's the next night they start to the curtain off this front area and then they change something else. So they keep changing the seating a little bit on each one of these nights, and then the, the final night they get it perfect, but um. Yeah, we also have Rockstar Babyface Tai Chi on commentary. Just to to notice that, and you know Yu <laughs> gets to do the stupid chaos house show bullshit, and he's so happy. He's like, "Yay, I get to do the punchy punch thing!" And then Jado <laughs> jobs to the butterfly lock. That's so gross.
1: I don't like that. Look, I know, I know Jado's in the match and he's highly pitiful. but uh, I was like, well, Andy's gonna like the start of this show. Then it happened. I'm like, uh, let's go to the next match. No. And here we are. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Laundry Boys and Never Cobb versus uh, Tanahashi, Tanzan, and Yodosuji. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> there's a bit of uh, commentary I got uh, from uh, Mr. Chris Charlton. Reason JP or whatever on the Tweety. But uh, I don't usually... Copy any of his translations down to read on the show, but sometimes I do because I like them. And this time it was Tai Chi, so uh, yeah, like that. I'm, I'm reading this. This is awesome. This is Tai Chi on commentary. So Tai Chi. Who care? Who cares if you can't use that Mongolian chop? Who's going to come after him? He he going to get arrested or what? Milano. What what if they tell you you can't choke people anymore? I don't. You shouldn't. <laughs> 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 Which made me fucking laugh, and uh, yeah. So I really liked seeing uh, Tai Chi on commentary, and often makes me wish I knew Japanese. They've they've wrestlers on commentary all the time, like a, nearly a different wrestler every night, every night. Yeah. and I'm like, well. Uh, why can't they do that with the uh, Western wrestlers? I'm like, well, because they are all working on the shows. Yeah. So what? Uh,
2: well, yeah. and, and I mean, God damn it, Luke. If it weren't for that fucking, you know, fake ass teacher of yours, you could be translating this stuff for us. But they <laughs> fucked you over. That Australian, um, you know, education system fucked you over. That ain't cool, man.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still really caught up about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's where I wrote. Like, will Tenzin get like a DQ for using the Mongolian chop? No like, how does yeah. that work? We yeah. I,
2: I have notes to talk about that later when he f- stops himself from doing it. Like he, like there's a ghost stopping. It.
1: Yeah, and I liked seeing Cobb doing the uh the Mongolian chops while uh being held by a uh, laundry on uh, on on Tenzin. So that was cool. And and uh, I see uh I see Tana and the Cobb uh, and the Cobb. God, my notes suck. I see Tanahashi and Cobb in the ring together, and then I just go, why? <sighs> yeah.
2: Well, okay. It might lead there. You know, like I said, I you know, I think I got this figured out, but I could be wrong. But uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but this match had a hot shot start.
1: <sighs> yeah, it did. Not only that, Mr. Andy, but there's a tour of the islands on Suji. And uh, yeah, they're keeping Cobb heated up for something because they sure as fuck can't heat up great Khan.
2: <laughs> well, you know, since we got him on the show again, I do have a second fun um, Genghis Khan Mongolian Army fact, and I mean, this one's really fun. And, um, right. In um in twelve twenty three, the Mongolian army they were making their way through this through Russia. And they had just won the Battle of the Kalka River and the Russian army had surrendered and their towns had been captured. The Mongolians decided to celebrate. And so the generals and the nobility of the Russian army, they were like, what are we going to do with these guys? They, They just, you know, totally chumped out and gave up. Um, ah, let's do this. Let's have a good old time with them. So what they do is they want the Russian army to join the party. So they force them to lie on the ground and then put heavy wooden gates and like planks and stuff on top of all the guys, um, and then set chairs and tables up and have a party on top of all the generals who are smothered to death.
1: Okay.
2: That's fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, these guys. I mean, they are just a barrel of laughs. It's it's a good time, you know, hanging out with the uh, the 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 great cons.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got a great role model, doesn't
2: he? A- so yeah, I mean, other than that, <clears throat> hot hotshot start. You know, Cobb hits tour of the island, and I'm taking note of that, and I think I got an idea of where that's going, but not yet. So,
1: all right, cool. We now have uh, Bushi, Hiromu, and Sonata versus. Uh, El Fantasma, Shredder, and Yujiro. and I like I like this. ELP comes out with a t shirt, and uh, is this the one? Yeah, he messes with Tai Chi and Milano about that t shirt, and then kind of starts trying to hand it to a fan. The fan comes up and he holds it back. Oh God, what a what a what a dickhead! Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> this back scratching thing is so goofy too because. Uh, you know, uh, no one's backs are scratched up. No. Uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: very stupid.
1: And uh, look, it, it's solid stuff, but, uh, you know, Yujiro's is jumping to skull end, and I love seeing Yujiro lose. So, yay.
2: <laughs> My big takeaway from this match was um, that I just noticed that Ishimori cut off his Lance Storm rat tail, which is very disappointing. And maybe that was just <laughs> for... Wrestle Kingdom. That was like his Wrestle Kingdom rat tail or something like that. Um, but uh, it's disappointing. I wish that would come back because uh, that shit was crazy. And, uh, yeah, so that sure was a match.
1: Yeah, it sure was. And his, his sure is another match. We've got Sho, Toriano, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada versus Evil King Dick Jewels, which is, yeah, you, you all know. You can all translate. That, yeah, that's who they are. Uh, things I learned from this match, Mr. Andy, I need more Ishii and Show teaming up because uh, I really like those two kind of uh, double teaming people together. That was really cool. Uh, Ishii and Jay are just fucking magical together. I really like their chemistry. I think their match is going to be fucking insane. Also, imagine how good Show versus Tanner for the Never title would be. Hmm. Yeah. Poor guy jobs to Dick Togo, though. Uh, but, you know, Togo can't lose all the time, I guess. Uh, Ginda, Gato, and Jay choke Ishii out after the match. Oh, and there's a major Bullet Club beatdown after this. Like, <laughs> huge.
2: Now, at the top of the show, we heard uh, Jay White's kind of, you know, explanation of how this double standard is going on, where if he cheats, everyone gets all mad at him, but if somebody if somebody else is choking his guy, you know, it's no big deal, and they don't care. Um, so he explained that pretty well, and he also referred to Chumpy as the little one, which was fantastic. So um, that was amazing. <laughs> Jay love that. Jay killed the announcer too at the beginning of this match, which is I, he undo that every time, and and that pisses off the Chaos Boys. And Yano wants a piece.
1: Um, <laughs> is this the one where Jay White just trips him over, or was it was it Jay White, or was it like, um, or was it was there a match where Tamatonga did that as well? I can't remember, but yeah, uh, Abe gets messed with uh, quite a bit. Well. As he should, you know. As he um, should. <laughs> and um, he does. I wonder if he practiced how to take bumps. Probably. Well,
2: so that's an interesting thing. So a lot of times they don't want people like that practicing bumps because then they'll take a bump, which doesn't look like what a normal person, you know, they want them to be like non combatants. And so. Mm-hmm. they may teach them how to fall down a little bit, but they're not supposed to like take a bump, you know, and oh. so, because otherwise that would look great. And I have a couple of referee friends who I've talked to extensively about that, where it's like, so you had to take a bump, but I mean, wh- how are you supposed to do that? Like, well, we don't train to bump. That's why, you know? So, um, so they don't, you know, automatically just do a flat back or something like that. So it works out pretty well, but, um, yeah, I guess Arbae's got
1: to say- learn something because he's getting smashed through <laughs> through the barricade, knocks the table over, and <laughs> knocks him back. Uh, he might he might need like a, a, a mat behind him or something. He, he might need to know how to take that bump or something at least. But
2: well, he's got the padding like the stunt cranny. Duh! Come on.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have the same note about Show and Ishii being like an amazing tag team in this match. They're great. Yeah. Uh, we actually get some really good stuff from Okada uh, when he gets a chance versus Evil. It doesn't last, but we get some good stuff there. And then, um, like you said, uh, Dick gets to, to pin Show, which is great because Evil had like run wild on him and killed everybody. And then you know, and I like Evil being powerful that's what i want to see you know without him yeah. being powerful he's kind of nothing so you got to see him do this kind of stuff i like it
1: yeah agreed so uh <clears throat> also there's a bit of an elephant in the room about okada i don't know if you've heard there are some strong rumors and i think they're fucking crazy and i won't believe them until i hear them fucking music drop and he walks out but there's rumors that fucking okada is apparently going to turn up in aw uh but I don't have confirmation on that, so uh, you know it's not not really news. News.
2: Well, do you want to It'll talk be... about this now? I mean, we we were, we were, should have probably talked about this with the news, but I mean, the whole what's going on here? Can you explain all this and tell folks what's going on, or do you want to talk about it later or next episode or something? What do you
1: I I haven't read up much on it because I just thought as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh this is fucking dirt sheet central and I won't believe that New Japan's arguably New Japan's biggest star. I mean, you could argue it's Tanahashi, Naito or Ibushi as well, but sending one of those four main Japanese guys to AEW, I don't know, man, I'd believe it when I see it. So, uh, what, what did you know? Is it, has it been confirmed? Is it, is it a thing or?
2: No, I I saw the same things you did. I was just talking about the whole forbidden door thing and all that bullshit oh, right. about how you know we we saw Finn Juice show up at Impact this week and I didn't watch it because I'm not gonna watch that. But and that the fans are very excited about this and I don't I'm not here to poo-poo on it or anything, but I don't like this and I, the reason I don't like it is this okay. Is because of the old school wrestling thing, which is why should I, like, let's say there's a, you know, there's two promotions in town, all right? And, and you don't have, you, this is the only two promotions you can watch, right? And I know it's not that way, but this is the reason why these theories and, and old school ideals are the way they are. And, you know, wrestler Joe Schmo wrestles for promotion A. Well, he can't wrestle for promotion B because if he does, why the hell would you go to promotion A? Because you can just see him at promotion B for less money or whatever, and so the idea of having of sharing oh, yeah. talent is is against everything that old school wrestling's about. Um, you know, other than the few exceptions like the NWA champion or whatever. And so I don't really like this because I'm a little more old school when it comes to this because I don't see what New Japan's getting out of this at all. Like I, other than maybe some people are going to watch the Strong Show. You know, like the Kenta stuff. I don't understand what they're getting out of it. I don't get it, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Now, as excited as I I can be about stuff like this, my kind of deep-seated reaction to this is, like, I'm a big, well, not so much anymore. I just tend to stick to a couple of favorite books, but I I read comic books, everyone. Now, this to me just reminds me of when Marvel or DC will do something like, all right, we got this major storyline going and uh, and uh, the first issues in Batman. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I read Batman to be continued in fucking Superman issue 52. And I'm like, I don't fucking read Superman and I don't want to pick it up. Uh, I read enough already, so g- get out of here. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's sort of... It's, do you think Finjuice would be there if they fucking like, could get to to and from Japan easier? Mind you, I heard, I and I thought this is the thing, because you know how shithead moved to Japan. Yeah. I thought Juice had done that too. So I was kind of confused when well, I'm like, oh, Finjuice is coming to impact. I was like, well, didn't Finjuice or at least um, Juice Robinson didn't Juice Robinson moved to Japan as well what's going on with that maybe he didn't I don't know maybe plans changed because of COVID I, I have no idea uh, about any of that but you know I guess it, it, it's it's fine um, but yeah I'm not watching Impact uh, I, I watch AEW anyway so you know if they're going to turn up there they're going to turn up there uh, it, it's it's fine. Like I can see why people get excited for it, and I think it, it's 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 a good thing. But a, as you say, like who's who's it for really? Uh, yeah.
2: It's yeah, and the, the fantasy booking stuff. You know, it's just. <laughs> You know, people are like, oh, well, what?" I saw some Reddit uh, post and this guy's like, oh, I got a theory, man. This is definitely a theory. And it's just some dream he has. Like, he wants uh, Kenny Omega to win the New Japan Cup somehow and then defend the, the briefcase against Okada and then end up facing Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom. And it's like, that's a dream. That's not like... That's not what's going on here. And so I get it. I understand that people want to, you know, have fun and dream about what's going to happen. But I hate to tell them they're going to be disappointed when, you know, it's Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom or it's Cody at Wrestle Kingdom. And, you know, Kenny never makes it back to Japan because that may be the case. I don't know. I just, you know, I just don't think that our our magical scenarios that we come up with in our head is what's actually going to happen.
1: Also, it's COVID. So, yeah. You know, travel's a problem.
2: Well, and all these uh, guys you're mentioning all live in Florida for the most part. So, like the you know Finjuice live in Florida. I'm pretty sure that's where every wrestler lives now. So you know, it's like it's like if you're not in if you're not in some other country wrestling, you're in Florida in America for the most part. So. This is, you know, this whole like crossover thing. It makes a lot of sense that way. But what about the three hundred thousand people that AEW signed over the summer? Like, do any of those people going to get TV time or New Japan guys going to come in and steal that? That's
1: another. That's another thing. Like, that's 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 another big thing about that. Um, Is it awesome seeing Kenta in AEW? Yeah, but um, where was Orange that week? Yeah. I uh, I want to you know, see things like that.
2: Yeah, I want to see Eddie Kingston versus Okada. Mm. I'd love to see that. But what does that do to the rest of the card? You know, and you even have this yeah. other problem going on uh, on the indies right now, which is that there are indies, believe it or not, still. And all these fucking signed people are headlining the indies shows, which pushes the bottom card off the show. So I'm I'm fired up about this and I really don't like the the talent sharing stuff until they do something that I think is just like badass and cool. But it seems to me, and I could be wrong, that this whole Kenta uh, thing, this is the end of a story, not the beginning of one. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. We'll see what happens.
1: Also, for anyone who's going, oh, Akata might show up in in AEW. Well, he's not showing up in the next two weeks (laughs) because he's got a match coming up with Evil at at Cat Attack. Uh, Also, he's going to be in the New Japan Cup. I'd be very fucking surprised if he's not, and then he he won't get eliminated in the first round, it's fucking Okada, he'll make it, what, to uh, pretty close to the finals, if not the finals, because it, it's fucking Okada, right, and then if he was to go to AEW, it'd be fucking like two weeks or, or more after that, so he's not leaving Japan anytime soon, people, like, he he's busy. Yeah, and if uh, you don't Japan, there's some big shows coming out. And if you don't think they're going to use their fucking, you know, one of their biggest top guys <laughs> and money drawers right. during a COVID outbreak to uh, pimp out their shows and all that kind of stuff, you're crazy. Like, they're using Okada. They need him. So, yeah, he ain't going to no fucking AEW anytime soon. That's my th- my opinion on that.
2: Man, you're almost. It's almost like uh, like uh, recipe macabre is talking there for a second, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost. Uh, I can see the excitement level because you want to see people that um, you might never see have matches against each other, and for that p- price point alone, like as you said, Eddie Kingston versus um, whoever. Uh, anybody yeah whoever from oh my god ishii oh my god right yeah there's there's a lot of guys i'd be happy yeah i'd be happy if uh, the forbidden door opens and uh i know it's not all japan which is uh eddie kingston's jam but surely he'd get a kick out of uh wrestling at koriken in a new japan ring i don't know that's just me but so in terms of matches that's, that's what excites me but the kind of realities of it that it doesn't excite me that much. Also, remember when they tried to do something like this? It was, I mean, I guess, I guess it was the the, the big main idiot companies with the whole invasion angle and stuff. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's just somebody gets buried, <laughs> somebody always gets buried in these things. That's just the way, yeah. It is. yeah
1: someone's getting buried. I just, and, you know,
2: I mean, if you're an impact. And, and all of a sudden, Japanese guys start showing up and fucking taking your spot. I mean, in one way, you're thinking, oh, well, I'm one step closer to New Japan. But you're also one step further away from the fucking show that you're on. So,
1: it's like... Juice is here. And I'm, I'm just like, well, unless you're the good brothers, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. Because so, <laughs> oh, they're man. the champs. So obviously, it might be leading down that, that path. But if you're any other tag team in uh, Impact at the moment... uh. Yeah, I hope you enjoy the backseat. <laughs> One little thing that's
2: kind of going on, that's kind of cool, is that that team of uh, well, they used to be called Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier showed up and they won like the the Dusty Rhodes tag team thing, you know, Dusty big tag team wrestler. Um, so they made that tournament, <laughs> tournament after him, um, but they won that and those guys. <laughs> I watched them have, like, their first matches. In fact, we were talking about earlier about a guy debuting or a guy being, you know, debuting in a big spot and injuring themselves. I saw Zach Wentz's first, like, main event on a training show, and the dude he was wrestling got knocked the fuck out, like, two minutes into the match. And it was, like, totally no one's fault, and it just happened. And, uh that was another injury to someone who was debuting at, at a, you know, at a different spot and stuff. So that happens, you know, but I'm happy for those guys. Those guys are awesome. And it's crazy seeing them in pictures with triple H, you know, <laughs> just cause I mean, some of the, one of those guys used to message me for clips of him wrestling and, you know, the other guy, uh, you know, would, would, would jump in on my interviews all the time and crash him and stuff. So I don't know. It's just kind of, I like seeing those guys succeed. They're good guys.
1: It's weird that um, that company has um, a major tag team tournament, uh, considering uh, that company likes to drop its trousers and take a shit all over tag teams. But (laughs) that's fine. Uh, That was a nice little aside.
2: Yeah. Uh, So we got this main event on Cat Attack Night Two. I'm sorry,
1: we went on. Yeah, that's all right. No, I'm. I hey, I had to bring up the Okada stuff.
2: Well, we had to talk about that at some point. And and as far as specifically Okada, that seems. Like, you know, kind of just bullshit to get people to buy your, your newsletters, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, and uh, if they were ever going to send anyone, I still think Tanner would be the guy, but he, yeah. he seems less likely. It would be like WWE sending out John Cena somewhere else, and you're just like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm? Yeah, get out of here. I like his other music better. Oh, really? I, I... Yeah.
2: I really like John Basics Cena Basic
1: I like that theme tune better. I think it sounds a bit more badass than. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but I liked, I liked, earlier John Cena career better because what they would do is they would turn him face, turn him heel, turn him face, turn him heel, and then uh, when it when it start when it's when the face stuff stuck because he sold ass loads of merch, then it kind of became boring. But he's a great wrestler. Yeah, I'll move on. We've got. Uh, shingo you you think he's pretty decent in the ring right at, the, at the end
2: at the end of his career he was fucking fantastic i mean like
1: he's pulling shit out he doesn't need to this guy could just rest on his laurels and do just do what everyone says he does he's five moves of doom but oh you know what uh, i'll just pull out backpack stunners and dude, shit I'm like what
2: SummerSlam versus seth rollins you made me care about Seth Rollins. That's not easy to do, you know. The whole run with the with the U.S. Championship. I was, I saw him versus uh, Neville or Pac, you know, live. That was fucking awesome, you know. They they had some good shit there. That's also where Sami Zayn. To bring this back around, Sami Zayn injured his arm because he was going too crazy, going too hard in his debut match for uh, the main roster, you know.
1: So yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it not not necessarily anything he did in the ring, but he was just pumping his arms yes. up, getting excited too much, yes. and he fucked his arm up. <laughs> All right, see that's what happens when you got shows that uh, where not much happens, yeah. and you know, we'll just be like, we can talk about this for a couple of minutes. But yes, we've got uh, Shingo and Naito versus Nagata and God, and yeah, Naito trips Arbe over, so it was Naito uh, who also fucked with Arbe as well. So he can't, poor guy can't catch a break. And that's bad luck. Like Farley's not even there and he's still getting his ass kicked. So Farley must've rung up bullet club and he's, and he's been like, I can't get over there. Fuck him up. That's my really bad, um, <laughs> Kiwi accent, by the way. I apologize, uh, Kiwi listeners. Uh, Fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, maybe Naito, he just loves messing with people, doesn't he? Now, uh, is, is the Naito God stuff good? Yes. But what this match does, it, it makes me want. No, it makes me need Shingo versus Nagata. Yeah. That should be never as fuck. And, of course, Destino on Nagata for the win there. But I see the fucking stuff with Shingo and Nagata, and I'm like,
0: oh,
1: I didn't know I needed this. Sometimes you see a matchup you haven't really seen before in singles, and you'll see it in a tag, and, and I'll have this reaction of, oh, I didn't know I needed that in my life. (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) Please.
0: (laughs) That was one of those. My
2: my first note for this match says, now I want to see Shingo versus Yuji Nagata. So, yeah. I mean, the main takeaway from this match other than that is that um, Naito identifies a weakness in Ibushi's uh, body, and that is his knee. And, uh, again... When things yeah, are I mean, a re- little lower than usual. When things are repetitive on these shows, where there's only a few matches, it really sticks out. And you know, we're gonna have two storylines over someone's knee here coming up. And... Oh
1: yeah. Oh, I wonder if one of them's Tanahashi.
2: Oh, it could be. It could be. You know. <laughs> now, now, Luke, on this this third night of Road to Cat Attack, they have yeah. uh, the bleachers. There, it's a curtain hall, and they have the bleachers curtained off. Which makes it seem like there's more people there. And they just have it on, on either side. And it's like the, the hard camera, the stuff right behind the the you know the hard camera angle is now curtained off with New Japan curtains. And I thought it was a different building for second. I was like, what the fuck? But that's all it was. They got these giant curtains. So there
1: you go. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah.
2: It looked pretty good. Looked better than the night before for sure.
1: Yeah. And look, it's night three. And Tanahashi is still in the curtain jacket. Look. I've tweeted this out and I stand by it and I mean it. Starting your show with Mr. Bread and Tanahashi tagging it, it cheers me up. It makes me feel really good. However, I, I don't want to see them in the first match because, excuse me, I've got a slight hiccup there. But uh, because, like, I want to see Tanner later on the card. Like, that just makes sense to my brain, right? Not I guess to have shit to do, I guess the- you
2: know he's a, he's pulling a Hogan. Yeah. Put me on first, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to see Tanner and Mr. Bread tagging up a storm. And I join see, I've I've already mentioned this. I uh, it, I still do enjoy it. I enjoy seeing Kojima beat up laundry. And guess how this uh guess how this match ends?
2: Ah, uh, so this uh this is the uh, tour of the islands again on uh, Suji, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, who's getting a push in this faction? <laughs> The guy with the title match? Or the guy fucking getting the pins every fucking night. It's 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 bizarre. It weirds my brain out, man. It's like, am I happy seeing the Tour of the Islands? Yeah, I'd rather see that than uh, uh, the Hidden Blade or uh, Stormbreaker that, or uh, whatever the fuck Grado Dryer does. The
2: Dominator.
1: Yeah. He doesn't do a Dominator. That's, That's the fucking move that Farouk used to do. Oh, sorry, Ron Simmons. Uh, that's that's the Dominator. He doesn't do that move. He just calls himself that. He does a movie called The Eliminator or something.
2: Ooh, yeah, or the Uniter, or something. Yeah, the the <laughs> Imperial. I don't know. Um, okay, well then maybe it's time I lay out my theory here. Um, yeah, just do it now. Yeah. Well, first of all, real quick about this match. This match has some fantastic camera work. I mean top-notch camera work it was fucking great and um i'm gonna talk about camera work later too and mm-hmm. one shot in particular they used what i like to call the beat down angle um which is like from you know remember like 80s and 90s rap videos like the camera would be real low and like the, the rappers would be like they're, like they're beating the camera down you know like that kind of thing yeah so i call that the beat down angle and they use that on it's when it Because they're
1: laying down rhymes
2: you got it. Well, the the bars. You got the bars, mm-hmm. but not a hook. Um, and um, anyway, so they used the beatdown angle when Okan was attacking Tanahashi, and it looked like fucking a monster was killing Tanahashi. It was great. Um, okay, so my theory about all this is this. Okay, and I hate this. I don't want this to happen, but it could lead to something cool. Is that um, you know because Okan seems like he is now the leader of the Laundry Boys. And Cobb is getting all these wins, kind of at his behest. That maybe Khan with, or uh, excuse me, Cobb with this super finisher that he has is going to help uh, O'Conn win that title. Um, I think that's what's going to happen, or it's going to backfire
1: on him um, and, not, and not
2: work. So
1: I, I think don't that's. I like that. Happen. You said I wouldn't. And this means just saying "fuck you." <laughs> you're not even booking. You're just suggesting. I'm like, get out of here now.
2: <laughs> well, that's what we've always talked about: is how you have to earn the never championship, and then immediately they, they throw it into a storyline where that's probably not going to happen here. So,
1: but if it ends up, if, but
2: if it ends up being Tanahashi versus Cobb, because it it blows up, you know, this whole plan blows up in Okan's face. And somehow, you know, Cobb ends up challenging, then that'd be cool, you know?
1: But yeah, you, you're right there, Mr. Andy. Tell tell us, dear listeners, how Okan's not the leader. End of their matches. He's standing in the center, and he's talking for them. <laughs> That's what a leader does. Yeah.
2: When, when he, he, he says the female member's name, it cracks me up every
1: time. Like, yeah, but, he's supposed to be... Like wasn't originally he was supposed to be uh, Dick Faces like backup henchman dude? Yeah, he was well, like the heavy. Y- you really don't need him in the backup henchman role when you've got like like a, a like this enforcer, big strong motherfucker like Jeff Cobb. Like yeah. Jeff Cobb just kind of takes that role. Yeah. Cobb rules. Anyway, let's yeah. All right. Yeah. Like elevating this? the never title everyone I All think you right. liked Bushi. this
2: next match I know I did, this one was good
1: I thought this was a fucking like, I, I I had to laugh because I wrote my notes the the, the previous match how these back scratching things are silly because you never see any scratch I, I know, it's wrestling's fake yeah <laughs> but uh, I still had a fucking huge fun time with this it's got uh, Bushi, Hiromu, and Sonata versus the uh, headbang shredded pimps and <laughs> Hiromu hands uh, El Fantasma a cardboard <laughs> junior title because he's a he's a paper champion. Get it? <laughs> oh, I love that. Also, Hiromu aping ELP is hilarious. He's, you know how when when his music goes woof, 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 and he's got those hand motions and stuff, you got Hiromu coming out and he's like with his hands crossed and doing the finger motions and shit. It was fucking hilarious. And uh, all three Bullet Club boys are in (laughs) Paradise Lux, which I thought was funny. And that made me think, well, that happened really easily. Oh, they're going for goofiness in this one, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, There's a long sequence where the fucking Beavis and Butthead are doing like all these back scratch spots and and they're doing them to Sonata. So Hiromu, who was wearing a Headbanger T-shirt, he throws it to Sonata. Sonata puts the shirt on backwards, but it works because they go to back scratch him and they're like, "Oh, oh, he's got a shirt. He's got his shirt on." And this match was super fucking fun. I I would say it was the most fun match wise, maybe out of all four shows. Uh, it was just so goofy. Uh, there's a and it's so goofy, and the finish is not the finish I would ever choose but I still don't mind it because I just had such a blast. Uh, It's uh, Bushi gets beat the fuck up, and then Pimp Juice on Bushi. I think uh, what happens is El Phantasmo starts doing sudden deaths to the guts. He gets uh, Bushi, he gets one on Hiromu, and then uh, the Pimp Juice by Pimpy. And yeah, this match made me fucking laugh out loud. Uh, ELP thinks about trading his paper title for the real one, but nah. But he, he, he keeps that paper title, though. It, it was funny. I liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, in the backstage comments, he said he liked it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I, I kind of like you now, Hiromu. Um, however, I think he was being facetious, but I could be wrong. Yes. Um,
1: he's a, he's a <laughs> douchebag liar. I think we all know that. <laughs> so we had
2: we had two backstage comments this week from Hiromu. Um, one was after this match where he just crawled up to the like little interview area And didn't say anything and just sold for a few minutes and then just, like, crawled away. And then another time, he just fell on the floor and started doing the ELP, like, gyrations for, like, five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't stop. It's really funny. (laughs) So, yes, I mean, these guys are highly entertaining. This This is good shit here. I thought it was funny too. Cause we had Ishimori like, ha ha, I got you in the paradise lock. <laughs> he tries to put Sonata in it and it seems like he's got it, but Sonata just like looks at him while he's doing it. And then as soon as he gets the chance, just like stands up like, no, that didn't work. And, uh, that was a lot
1: of fun. So <laughs> hang, hang on a sec, Mr. Andy, I have to uh, hang on.
0: Ashley, shut up.
1: <laughs> She's making those meow noises that, that, like cats make when they think they're in the house alone oh. like it's where the fuck is everyone it's like ow ow <laughs> so yes um she did of quieten right. down <laughs> when i said shut up but <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes this this match was definitely super fun and uh, I think it's around here that they reveal, or I notice at least, that uh, Yoshinobu Katamaru is on comment- commentary. Yeah, he
2: looks weird too, without his, like, like his hair is different,
1: you know? I don't know. He didn't have a glass of whiskey by him either, so yeah. I was really disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it could have been just iced tea, but come on, everyone would have thought <laughs> it was whiskey, right? Doesn't have to surprise. actually surprise. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, well. So, n- next... Uh, I was like, wow, that was a really fun match. I hope the rest of it is just as fun. I mean, I, had a, I was entertained, so it was, it's fine. But we've got Sho, Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii versus Gato, Chase Owens, and Switchblade. And yeah, fun seems to be the theme tonight. Yano and Chase, they take center stage for a bit. And at one point, Yano ties the end of the strap to the guardrail and taunts Chase. I thought that was fucking hilarious. There's more amazing Ishii Switchblade stuff. But uh brain <laughs> – you can hear the cat coming yeah. Brain Buster on Goto. On Goto. On Gato. And uh, Ishii chokes out Gato this time with the shirt. And uh, Jay's, like, demanding that Chumpy and Gabriel Kidd do something about it.
2: Yeah, they – you know, I mean, it's despicable.
1: <laughs> she just stuck her head in the, in the room now and looks at me. Yeah. I don't think – I think my wife fed her, so I'm going to be really professional and quickly feed my cat if that's all right with you. Right, hey,
2: I can fill time. I'm going to talk about this. So,
1: all right, go for it.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> all right. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yano,
2: um, you know, when in, in this thing with Yano and uh, Mr. Owens, the Texas champion, they've decided they're going to have a match. It's going to be on February 27th, and it's going to be a um. A strap match, but instead of it being a regular strap match, they it's the idea is that instead of have to touch all four corners like you normally would in a strap match, um, you have to remove all four cor- corner, uh, uh, whatever you call those the pads, the the corner pads. So that's pretty funny. That's an interesting kind of twist on this thing, and I think that'll be entertaining. I can't wait till Yano is done with this though, because I'm not in the fucking texas guy um but uh you know i'm interested to see where it goes because i'm sure it'll be entertaining it is funny too because yano's pissed at the beginning of the match i mean like he's all fired up he wants a piece and i like to see him pissed off and my other thing that i want to say about this match was that ishii outsmarts jay because Jay is begging off. He's go- he's sliding under the ropes to the outside and, and Ishii goes out. And then Jay goes back in and then they're both outside. Ishii pretends to go back in and then Jay goes back in and then he's like, Nope, gotcha. And that was fucking great. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. their, their chemistry is really good and like Ishii's really wising up to uh switchblades bullshit isn't he
2: yes and what while you were gone um their match is going to be interesting because of that by the way but uh while you were gone i did i discussed the um the the texas strap i have to take all the turnbuckle pads off match that is going to happen
1: yeah uh i i, I like it i, I like uh I like the idea of a strap match, but I also like, you know, it's a little spin on it too. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I get out there in the kitchen and there's already a bowl of food there.
2: Cat attack.
1: But uh, you ever, you ever, you ever, like kids do this shit all the time. They'll go to fucking mum, Mom, can I have like, can I have blah, blah, blah? And they're like, no. So then they go to dad. Dad, can I have blah, blah, blah? Ah,
2: is that what's going on? Yeah,
1: right? sure. No problem. So I think Ashley just did that. That version, version of that to me. Meow, you know, meow, meow, meow. I-, I need food. I know you're busy, and I know you don't have. I, I know, I know you're busy, so you can't really ignore this. So you kind of have to feed me again. And uh, she totally got me, and she's happily eating her turkey right now. So
2: turkey, damn.
1: Yeah, well, it's not like human for human consumption turkey. It's like it's a cat food.
2: Well, still, that's pretty good, yeah. you know. My, uh, my sister used to have a cat that I affectionately refer to as Bitch Face, and uh, the cat would, um, would, would do that, that meh, meh, you know, the pitiful meh, and, and you'd, so you'd feed the cat. And you'd hear her over there fucking around, eating it or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you just fed her, and she's walking up to you, going, meh. Are you know paws out, open? What? Why? Well, I, I don't have any food. And you've got you go back to the the dish you just filled, and the cat had stuck its nose in the center and kind of made little circles so that you can see the bottom of it through the food. You know, made like a little circle of bare. Uh, bottom of the bowl, and then and the cat just would gesture towards it with his face. I know I'm gonna <laughs> die. Fucking
1: cat. Uh, Ashley can be, as you've just uh, heard, she can be annoying, but she's she's awesome, and now she's awesomely quiet. So yeah, <laughs> it worked. All
2: right. Well, that was All that right. was a real cat attack. We got this road to cat attack still going on here, right?
1: We do, and we have uh, Blue God versus uh, Naito and Shingo. And yeah, this whole match just makes me want Shingo versus Nagata even more. And uh, I know we might not get it because Nagata is in that Honma position and getting pinned every night, but like 15 minutes of Dad versus Dragon would be awesome, even though the match ends with Last of the Dragon on Nagata.
2: For real. Yeah, I this is the match that kind of made me upset though, because LIJ just fucks up God's knee. And I'm like, oh. So now we got two storylines with a guy's knee at the center of it. I just I don't like that. One of the reasons I don't like that storyline is because it prevents the good guy from doing cool shit in the blow-off, which I want yeah. to see guys do cool shit. So the injury angle gets old um, because of that. And like I said, it sticks out because there's not so many angles going on. So there you go.
1: Tanahashi has arms. I'm sure. <laughs> it it I'm used sure to he's, be the arm. I'm I'm sure it used to be sore. the arm.
2: That was like two years ago. So.
1: Dude, when I started watching New Japan, it was like the 2017 G1. And... He tapped out to Zack Saber Jr. because, like, his arm was fucked. That's right. Now it's all about his knee. Everyone just wants the knee. That's it. No one <laughs> wants it, anything else on his body. Just his legs. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, he come has on! His hair.
2: I mean, damn! Can he sell the hair every once in a while? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh well, but yeah, that was fine. Um, you, there's not much to add to that that we didn't add, that, like, say the night before. But yeah, so we, now we got our main event. Yoshihashi, Goto, and Okada versus the Gorillas of Destiny and Evil. And yes, I always mention this because I like it and it pops. Tongaloa's in the red. Yay! <laughs> and uh, I like the the Tongaloa and Yoshi stuff in this. I like how they they those two kind of went at it real hard. There's some real there's this one real stiff blast by Tongaloa too, which looks fucking awesome. And then Ape Shit on Yoshi. One, two, three. Tongaloa pins him. And then, you know. Tama tonga cuts this promo about wanting to go to the next level uh, I, I could get into that
2: yeah what um, what would be the next level for him so maybe a singles career is that what we're talking about
1: well if he's wanting to go to that next level he kind of doesn't need to pin go to he needs to lose his tag titles to move out I don't know I but I I wonder, as soon as he's cutting his promos, it's like, Goto, you're a stepping stone to, to better things. I'm just like, I wonder what Mr. Andy thinks of that.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, Goto is the perennial guy you have to, he used to be kind of like the gatekeeper guy. You had to beat him at the end of the G1. You had to, you know, beat him at the end of the New Japan Cup. You know, he was a tag champion you had to defeat. And, um... You know, it just goes to show that he's not a top guy. So you know, I mean, everybody knows that, even even Tomatonga. Um, but uh, I I thought Yoshihashi of everybody starred in this match. He was going hard as fuck, and uh, then he lost.
1: Well, I noticed that like some people, some wrestlers are taking it easy and having a bit more goofy fun and all that. But there are some wrestlers that are just like, uh, uh-uh, I gotta I gotta go out there and just fucking crush this and. I think Yoshi. I know it's weird to say. Maybe you don't like, it, but Yoshihashi seems to be one of those guys because uh, I think uh, he realizes, like, holy shit, I'm in storylines that involve gold. <laughs> I just imagine him calling them golds, and he's got a fucking. He can't. He can't sit on his ass and kind of take it easy. He has to freaking go out there and smash it. Yeah, and uh, I think he's. I think he's doing all right. I think the last 2020 and so far into 2021, I think this is the best Yoshi we've ever gotten. I
2: mean, in this match, he was fine, you know, but, uh, you know, the thing is, though, we did learn something about him last week. I don't know if you remember, but little
1: Yoshihashi with a little brain and
2: a little nut, little dick. I mean, I think that's why he was going so hard. You know, just me personally. Do
1: you reckon his manhood's in question now? But do you think? uh Do you think Thomas said that because he's like, oh man, I'm I'm so jealous. I'm just going to call him out and say he's got a tiny wiener. Yeah. Because what's he going to do? Drop his pants? No one's going to do that. So.
2: I mean, not on know. camera, you know. But you know, maybe maybe later on he did. it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. But yeah, I. I could get into a, a Tama Singles run. Like, I always knew when I started watching New Japan that he was in a tag team. But that first uh, G1 I watched, the 2017 one, he was one of the competitors in it. And this was the year before all the DQs and stuff. So Right. It, and he was yeah.
2: usually in it. You know, I mean, he's almost always was a perennial guy until just recently. But, uh, you know, we'll see. He should be in it this year. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, final night of Road to Cat Attack... And yep. now they have that curtain, um, but they also have folks sitting in the bleachers in front of the curtain, and it looks awesome. And also, yeah. Luke, I had to watch this old-school style. There was a defect uh, in the uh, video or whatever. on the, That's what it said on the website. And so I had to watch this old-school match uh, style, which means one match at a time. And that was interesting. And um, –
0: Oh, okay. you know I,
2: I i hadn't done that in a while it made it go pretty quick you know uh because i could skip all the entrances and everything and kind of know where exactly yeah. where i was going to be but uh but the the shows didn't start with a match it started with a promo and i didn't hear what he was saying but i knew exactly what he was saying what, what, what was this promo here
1: it was pretty much like look i've hurt my knee so i can't wrestle tonight I'm pretty sorry about that. He said it in his Naito way, so I don't know if he actually said the word sorry, but that's that's his kind of vibe. Uh, and look, I can't wrestle tonight, so I'm sorry about that. The card's a bit different and shit, uh, but I'm still going to be at Osaka Joe Hall, and I'm still going to take that IC title from God. Right. That was pretty much the gist. Did I nail that?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Hell yeah. And by the way, it was so surreal, like, I've, we've watched many New Japan shows. I can't think of many that have started uh, WWE style with a uh, promo at the start. With at the, least uh, it wasn't done WWE style with a promo each, uh, at the start. It was like 25 fucking promo. minutes. Do you remember those?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, Triple H. Oh, yeah,
2: remember, remember the uh, – well, wait on the – never mind. I don't want to get into this. But yes, yes, I remember those. And my god, that's – apparently that still happens. And I just can't I, – I can't do it, man. Who's
1: nostalgic for that? Get out of here. <laughs> the guys who uh, used to do it uh, are the
2: ones. Uh,
1: they're all marks for themselves. So I sounded like a real dick on the Tweety because like uh, – there's a, a changes in the card for tonight and it's announced that tonight we're going to get nagata versus sonata and i'm like really Not did shingo. you watch the last few nights <laughs> who's fucking who what do, what do people want we want fucking we want fucking nagata versus shingo are you saving that for something else is it like a first-round New Japan Cup match or something, but I thought Nagata had kind of retired from the tournaments and stuff. I don't know. Are you saving it for later, or was that just a giant tease and we're not getting it? Why, why, Sonata? I have no disrespect to you, Sonata, but uh, I like your style of wrestling, but I like more the Never style of wrestling that, I would get from a match between Nagata and Shingo. So like a massive dick, I tweeted that out, some something about to the to that effect, like and yeah, it just made me sound and look like an entitled douchebag, but it just felt weird to me that off over the last couple nights, instead of getting Nagata versus Shingo, it's Nagata versus Sonata. What did you think of that? I- so we'll get to the match at I was happy that it.
2: we were getting a singles match, but I understand what you're saying, man. I It was not not ideal, uh, but at the same time, I was happy we were going to get a singles match, and that's kind of what I how I was looking at it.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a good way to look at it, too. All right. So we start off with uh, Gabriel Kidd, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, the Laundry Boys and Cobb. And I've written this for all four nights, something that equals to the effect of, huh, oh, Tanner's elevating that title in the opener in a feud with O'Khan. Yay. And I write here, giving, giving, uh, O'Khan the Mongolian chop is like giving the Miz the figure four. And I changed my mind, Mr. Andy, but uh, all right, it's not that bad, but <laughs> <laughs> like he can do the Mongolian chops. Unlike the Miz, you can't figure the fucking figure four out. But, um, yeah, uh, it's just, um, I guess, the rest of his moveset that I find really boring. So, yeah, kid got in way too much offense on uh, a big never guy like Cobb, so uh, which meant Cobb's going to smash him, which he does. And, you know, Cobb kicked his fucking ass, really, and tour of the islands for the fourth night in a row.
2: <laughs> this match had a hot shot start. It's good to see that, you know, finally making its way into New Japan. Yeah. And, um, by, by the
1: way, Mr. Andy. Yep. Uh, Cobb winning all these opening matches, that's like the same ending. It, it, it just reminded me of, like, Mr. Bread's 15-match win streak.
2: I, they're doing it for a reason, you know? And, um, I, you know, like I said, I think I think that's where we're going with it. I could be wrong, but we'll see what happens. Maybe this is just so that, you know, Cobb can challenge for a different singles title? But that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, um. Yeah, so you're right. Um, Kid tried to do the suplex on Cobb, and he gets thrown all around the ring for his troubles, which is great stuff. Um, you know, it just makes me think that, you know, Cobb is going to help Ocon win the, the title with his super powerful finisher. And and a big thing that happened... Elevating
1: this match, the Nevergold. Elevating the Nevergold.
2: <laughs> a big thing that happened after this match is that Khan, uh, Tanahashi was, of course, on the ground selling his his legs. And, uh, I Khan, saw this
1: camera angle, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Khan stood with his back to Tanahashi in a very disrespectful way which was fucking great and the crowd actually was like oh, they actually made like mouth noises which was good
1: yep alright so now we've got uh, Yoshihashi uh, Torianu, the king of pro wrestling of course uh, Hiroki Gozo and Ishii versus uh, Switchblade Jay White uh, and Tana Tonga and Tonga Loa and alright this is going to sound really dumb, Mr. Andy, but I think Jado is the only Japanese wrestler I can think of with tattoos. Now, for, this might be a generalization, and I apologize, but tattoos in their culture are kind of frowned upon, yes, aren't they? Certainly. So uh, I ask you this question, Mr. Andy Why did Jado get tattoos?
2: Well, that's even very, though
1: it's frowned upon in his culture,
2: that's very interesting. You mentioned that. Um, you know, it, 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 the idea is that if you have tattoos and you're in Japan, you are a Yakuza member, is kind of the idea. So you're a member of the organized crime and stuff. And, and uh, I was doing some research about Noah this week, and Giotto used to book for Noah. And this is when, you know, it wasn't that long ago and it wasn't so great, but it was right after they had had a lot of problems because it turns out they were like part of the Yakuza or something like that. So I don't know, maybe Giotto has links to the Yakuza or something? I don't know, but it does make it interesting because... You know, if you're a you're Westerner, making me cry,
1: Andy. What is the reason that, what is the mindset that he would have to get tattoos in a country where it would be frowned upon? Why would he do that?
2: To get heat, brother.
1: Oh, it's because he doesn't care. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. He doesn't. That's right. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter to him.
1: Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Uh, and also, you know, Jay's try- still trying to get those young lions to clap.
2: <laughs> That's just but, awesome. Uh,
1: one one thing he needs to realize is they know how to clap, Mr. j White. They just only clap for Tanahashi. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh every, everyone except Jay gets like chaos drums. You know the shitty drums to the bag. Ishii even goes to get Jay to do the drums, but Jay pisses off. So Ishii just grabs Gato <laughs> and then they do the chaos drums on Gato. Uh Yano though. Look at the fucking happy, gleeful, smiling look on his face when he's whipping the shit out of Chase Owens. (laughs) He even shoves Chumpy. Yes. And I wrote Chumpy without a H in my notes. So I'll let you guys read read that out in your heads. Uh, (laughs) I'm not saying it. All right. It's Compy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just Yano looked so fucking happy to use that whip, and I was like, "Yep, he, he definitely loves beating people up—not getting beat up, but he definitely loves doing it." There's a big, cl- there's even a big cluster DQ, which is pretty much started by Toriyano, really. Yeah. And then there's a huge, massive bullet club beatdown, and uh, Ishi is choked out to the point where Uramura has to carry him away.
2: It's almost like he got hit with his own move. It's almost that bad.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. So the beginning of this match had something amazing in it. All right. So the yeah. rules, you know, at these shows are, is they cannot brawl in the crowd. The the wrestlers cannot go into the crowd. So Jay goes near the crowd and he taunts Ishii to come near the crowd. And, and so, you know, and Jay's like telling ref chumpy, he's like, look, You better fucking get a hold of your boy uh, Ishii over there, because if he comes out here, no more shows. We'll get shut down. And so Rev Chumpy hears this and goes, Get the fuck in there, Ishii! And starts screaming, (laughs) going crazy. That was tremendous. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was pretty good. Because, I mean, that's playing with real shit, and that's real heat, and the crowd's pissed at him. Because, like, fuck you for, you know, for... Trying to take away our New Japan, you know what I mean? That's that's good. Yeah. But, and then at the end, during that beatdown, you know, I have a very important note here because Gato, of course, had to get you know hit with the stupid drum punchy thing. And at the end, though, he gets hashtag Gator's revenge on Ishii.
1: Good times. That was awesome, and you, know, you caught me having a drink. But yes, uh, yeah. So I oh. Uh, I am really looking forward to the Jay White match with Ishii. I think it's going to be really cool. And you know what? I'm really looking forward to the tag team match between Guerrillas of Destiny and Goto and Yoshihashi as well. Uh, I don't think they're going to make him Yoshihashi two golds, but uh, it should be interesting. I don't know. I mean, what? Guerrillas of Destiny have already done the two things that they, they hadn't done, win it. Wrestle Kingdom, and win the World Tag League. Well, now that they've done that, I guess you can always take the belts off them anytime you want, really. So little you yoshi know. Yeah. with
0: a little brand and a little nut, a little dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And uh, <laughs> moving on, we've got El Shredder, and Pimpy versus Bushi, Hiromu, and Shingo. And there's, there we go. EOP carrying out that cardboard <laughs> title is fun. And uh, yeah, this is the first time, Mr. Andy, ever since I started watching New Japan, that I've looked at Bushi's mask and I'm like, no, uh-uh, <laughs> no.
2: It's like green fur or something? What was it?
1: It's like fucking puke green or something, like pea green or something like that. Or just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of weird green. And I'm not a
2: big fan of Fur. In gear, and wrestling, and I, yeah. you know, I've been shut down on that because, like, a lot of my favorite wrestlers have it, but I still don't think it adds anything, and I don't really like fake fur. I think it's lame.
1: Yeah. Miles, you don't want that fake fur. What you want is those uh, mouse skins. What is it? The oh, mouse, mouse
2: skins, skins. yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: You gotta, I mean, imagine how many of those things you gotta sew together to make like a coat. I mean, goddamn, that's a lot of mice.
1: <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I say mouse skins and your first thought was like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> so <laughs> like weird. You forgot the, gen- the Genghis Khan thing, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't like uh, Bushi's mask and that's the first. So his mask game is still strong. That's still a pretty good strike Well, you know of, who uh, else
2: doesn't like it is Ishimori because he tries to take it off <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Ishimori's like, nah, I'm not staring at this for twenty minutes. Get it off, <laughs> motherfucker. Say. Take that off. So yeah. And just like other matches that involve uh, these three and the combination of Shingo in the LHA group, if you like seeing Yujiro get he's a fucking ass kicked like I do, then you'll love this because uh, you know, Yujiro just gets the fucking ass beat out of him. Any jobs to a pumping bomber, so it doesn't—it oh, yeah. doesn't even take up a fucking, not even a maid in Japan, not you know the, the that transitional one he does before the last of the dragon or something, or you know the one he'll do before the last of the dragon to get like the two count near the end of the match. Not not nothing like that, just a pumping bomber, and I'm like, ha ha, so I get you Jiro. <laughs> Would you say it was
2: a pimping bomber?
1: Yeah, I was a pimping bummer. Did I say that? <laughs> no, you, you just said it then. I hope I didn't. I wrote pumping in my notes. But yeah. Uh, then, uh, of course, like, uh, that paper title was never meant to last, and El Phantasmo tears it up uh, in half. It, what a bastard.
2: Yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah. Um... You know, my main takeaway from this was uh, there was a spot in the match where Hiromu was beating up both Beavis and Butthead on his own, and he used like the ropes to help him, and it was a pretty cool little you know little sequence there. And then uh, and during all that, ELP did his forehead bump thing, and I thought that was great. I love that when that pops up; it's it looks terrifying. <laughs> it's fucking amazing.
1: I love it every time I see it, but every time I see it, I'm like, I appreciate you doing that, but. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's safe and he's he's doing it, but I'm just like, one day you're just going to land that little bit wrong. And, you know, look, it looks cool, but mm, stop. Hater. <laughs> and here we go. Our special singles match right here. We've got Sonata versus Nagata. Uh, it was a fine, solid match that didn't go on too long. And no offense to Sonata. Wish it was Shingo. Uh, but uh, So on Nagata who had to kind of shoot. I hate it when there's... All right, you got a wrestler whose finisher is some kind of top rope move, and you'll see this all the time in their matches where, all right, the guy laying down about to take the the moonsault, mood assault, whatever, or high fi or whatever, will just like shimmy and just get into place just that yeah, little bit. yeah. And I really hate that. I'm just like... Dude, just take the move. He's fine. Sonata will protect your ass. He's done this a million times. Relax.
2: Well, that's kind of uh, on the person who's doing the move. And and that's a change. It used to be that the guy who was doing the move, it's his, his job to drag the person in the right position. Mm. And you used to see that a lot more. And now you don't see it anymore, you know. And now it's the other way around, which I wish it would go back, you know.
1: Yeah, that is true. You used to see him like drag him there all the time i can remember rvd and eddie doing that something like that all the time
2: yeah i don't know when it changed but it wasn't that long ago um yeah yeah, i mean this is exactly what you expect it's just a solid singles match i really like nagata's style i it's it's good it's not great it's you know it's exactly what you think it would be
1: yep and there's nothing wrong with that at all
2: no no i was just happy to see a singles match so you know, that was good to see. It was a nice thing to break it up. And like you said, it was only like 10 minutes long, so that's fine.
1: Yep. All right. So uh, here's my massive epic notes for the main event. we got Evil Dicks versus Show and Okada. It's fine. Armbar bar by show.
2: <laughs> this match, I was not able to watch because it was not up on the network. This must have been the one that had the de- defect in it. So um, because... I was watching the Sonata Yuji Nagata match and they kept saying semi final, you know, because it was Japanese commentary. And I was like, yeah. man, there must be another match. And so I looked up the results and sure enough, there was another match, but I didn't get to watch it. So it sounded like I didn't miss much.
1: Uh, no. I
2: think it's the first time. <laughs> that's the first time on this show that I didn't get to watch the thing we were supposed to talk about. So I'll have to go yeah. back and watch it. I'm not going
1: to do that. I'm not going back to watch uh, it. How long? You didn't... You know I can waffle on a little bit. How long was my note for that? Like two sentences. Yeah, it's it's fine. Armbar. Uh, okay. That's an armbar onto Togo by show. By the way, um, yeah, but yep. Well, uh, as look, you- it's a, it, yeah. it was alright. Um, if you don't already like New Japan, this could be a little grindy or 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 it could be the opposite. It could be a good way for you to get to know some of the wrestlers and their moves and stuff. But it was just, it was just fine. There was too many of these. They could have just done televised two of these for the week and maybe the first one and the last one. And then, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess they want us to have content for new Japan world and they've got that in the back of their minds. So, uh, I'm not going to poo poo an extra show or two, uh, even though you know it was fine. I was still entertained nothing five starish amazing mega wonderful happened but you can't have that at all time in New Japan I mean when,
2: when Luke when cats attack it needs to be on TV so that's what was going on here you know we that's had right. we had cats attacking all week and we're gonna continue to have cats attacking until the final cat attacks. And uh, you know, I'll be interested to see that. But uh, but as usual, you know, this is like I said last week's really becoming one of my favorite parts of the week. Is that uh, you know, if you're a new listener, we always give match recommendations. Not always, but most of the time, we give match recommendations at the end of the show. And last week we had some good ones. Luke, what was your match recommendation from last week?
1: All right, it's from the 2010 Tokyo Dome show. So it's Wrestle Kingdom. It is uh, from 2010. I don't know if I said that already, but who cares? It's uh, a special eight-man tag match. The legend never rots. So we've got Manabu Nakanishi, Masahiro Chonu, uh, Chono. Sorry. Uh, what? What's this other guy, that, that name, the next one? Ricky what? What was it?
0: Mr. Oh, Andy? Ricky. Choshu.
1: Ricky Choshu. Oh, right. Ricky Choshu, right. <laughs> <laughs> i know what his name is ricky choshu and terry funk versus Torianu, tomohiro ishii uh, takeshi Iska and Abdullah the butcher and apart from the hair mr andy ishii hasn't changed i at know
2: all. same gear but he has hair it's amazing
1: and and uh whatever little kind of beard pattern he has is black rather than gray <laughs> But, yeah, he hasn't fucking changed at all. He looks like he's the same build, same I'm just want to beat people up expression, (laughs) everything. I love it. Uh, And just I know this is dream fantasy booking. I know you don't like that stuff, but just imagine how good like a a match would have been between uh, Ishii and uh, a younger Terry Funk. Even a 90s Terry Funk would have been. Well, that's probably where I got into him anyway. So that works for me. Even a 90s Terry Funk versus a uh, Tommy Ishii. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But, you know, it's not going to happen. Where's this that? match also has guys in the wrong corners, Andy. And yeah. it fucking fucks my brain up. And I chose two matches in a row where they're in the wrong corners. How did I do that?
2: But the ring is set up like that. So it's not their fault. It's like they got the camera in the wrong damn place.
1: And, uh, look, um, you might be kinder than I am. I'm glad this match is short. um, It was fun seeing Terry Funk interact with some people I never would have seen him interact with. I'm pretty sure it would have been a blast at the time to see uh, Chono and uh, Choshu uh, in a a tag match because I think this is well after their careers, right? So uh, I think everyone would have gotten a a, a kick out of that. They they get a couple moves in on Time to Shine. But the biggest – that's a – bad phrasing, but the worst thing about this match to me is the thing everybody popped for the most, and that's anything Abdullah the Butcher does. <laughs> it's true. He fucking sucks. He, he's so big and broken down that he can barely get in and out of the ring. He does like a couple moves and an elbow, uh, an elbow drop and that's it. Not off the top rope, by the way. Just, no. you know, your standard elbow drop. Uh, he uses Iska's claw at one point, which is kind of fun. But, you know, this is the kind of novelty match where they just group a whole bunch of people together, old and new. And it's more of a happy kind of nostalgia thing than anything too serious. But, uh, you know, it, it was fun. It was fine. It was short at 10 minutes. But Abdullah the Butcher sucks. Oh, and. uh, like, he's the most over-wrestler in the fucking match. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You've got, like, how many IWGP champions in this match? Like, Nakanishi, Masahiro Chono, and Ricky Choshu, they've all had the the main gold, right? I don't know about Nakanishi,
2: but I know the other guys have.
1: I'm pretty sure Nakanishi's had it. I'm going to type this out. N-A-K-N-I-S-H-Y...
2: He, he was in WCW and had a really cool name, and I can't remember what his name was in WCW. It was really cool.
1: I can't remember either, but if we go to World Championship Wrestling and his wiki page, it, under the name uh, Kurosawa. Yeah, so there you go.
2: Just like, like the, the,
1: uh, the Japanese director. Yeah. So let's go to accomplishments. For New Japan Pro Wrestling, yep, he was a one-time IWGP heavyweight champion. I didn't
2: know that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Did you know he was in the Olympics once? Yeah, 92. I watched the English commentary (laughs) version. Was this in English? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I watched an English version of this one too, and the next, you'll recommend. So it's a weird oddity, and it's the only Terry Funk match on New Japan World, which is why I chose it. I like me a bit of the Funker. So yeah, you what do you think of this one?
2: Terry Funk was in this match more than anybody. Like he did more shit in it than anybody. He did, right? He was he, like the workhorse.
0: Was, yeah.
2: And uh, how old is he there?
1: Sixty something?
2: He's older than shit. He's already retired sixteen times. You know, wrestling with shadows has already happened and all that stuff. Or what was the one? He retired more times than Kiss has. <laughs> he's seventy six now. Holy shit! Come to my match. It's it's my last match. It's at the it's at the Tokyo Dome. I got I got me and Abdullah flying in together, and the, the fans will love it. Uh, but yes, I, I'm I'm just I, gonna I do a moonsault
1: sold at 60 years old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought Abdullah was awesome because he's so terrible, and the crowd just yeah. le- he like makes an arm motion. He does this little like chop, and they love that shit. But he also did the Andre the Giant thing, where like late in Andre's career, he wouldn't take one hand off the ropes. And Abdullah it has one hand on the ropes the whole match, except when he does the elbow drop. And that's because he, he can now lay down. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, uh, yeah, Nakanishi gets the win here. I thought it was fun. You know, I mean, I was surprised at what the uh, J- Japanese fans liked about this. Uh, that was fun.
1: That's and, what the surprising thing was for me, yeah, too. Yeah,
2: definitely. But it was it was cool. I, I enjoyed watching. I'm glad I watched it. And it was fun to see Ishii with hair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I like the uh, bleach blonde look for Yano though.
2: Yeah.
1: I like I like the dark hair more. So uh, yeah, uh, a lot of Japanese wrestlers can rock the different colored hair. Show uh, Naito, well, all of them except Yano. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about the bleach bleach look for him, but uh, yeah, it was fun stuff, and uh let's go from fun to you know, pretty awesome all
2: right so mine and again you know i'm i'm gonna go on a little tiny rant about this i'll try to keep it quick because we're getting real close to two hours which
1: is ridiculous again how we do oh yeah we we had a few rants yeah
2: uh so this is uh from the g1 climax finals on august 14th 2016 it's at uh, the the Goku. uh uh, place and uh we have Katsuora Shibata, Hiroshi Tenzon, um Yuji Nagata and Minobu uh Nakanishi versus and I'm going to butcher some of these. We got Nakajima, Go Shizaki, uh Shu Taniguchi and Masa Miya, okay? Now this is Noah versus New Japan. And the you know this is after they'd had this whole tournament of you know a couple noah guys in the tournament that are fucking with um you know all the, the New japan guys yeah. and so this is kind of like a uh it's doing two things it's setting up this this you know kind of thing that never really got knocked down between these two promotions but it's also promoting a match and they don't really talk about it on commentary but they used to do this thing and we've never talked about it is is it used to be called lion's gate project and lion's gate project was the new japan strong of the back in the day, but it was in, it was in Japan and it only had young lions pretty much. And and they yeah. have guys from CMLL and like people like that come in and it would just be like, kind of like a student show. And what was great about it is it, it had one camera angle, the hard cam, and that's it. And there was no commentary. It was just, that was it. And so they are trying to get people to come uh, to this, uh, Lionsgate show because this is going to be a rematch there. Okay. But they don't talk about that at all. It doesn't really matter in, in the grand scheme of things. But here's some um, things about this match that I love. Um, Nakajima's entrance music. I love the entrance music from back then. It's fucking sweet. Great guitar playing, as usual, with all these uh, J- Japanese entrance musics. And um, yeah. the crowd's reaction to Shibata is fucking off the chain. And this this crowd is insane. They are unbelievably great. And and as I said before, when I was setting you guys up for this match last week, is this this is a very formative time in my pro wrestling, uh, you know, fandom for New Japan, and everything that happens just in the entrances of this match. Makes me feel all, like, happy inside and, like, nostalgic. Nagata comes out and he does his, like, he pulls the shirt up and it's got the face on. Oh, I remember,
1: remember that shit, yeah.
2: He does the arm exercise thingies with Nakanishi that he used to do all the time. I'm like, oh, I miss that. And, you know, during the match, we have something that happens, all right? You know, and this is one of the main reasons why I love and hate this match so much is that, you know, uh, it's really stiff. This match is super stiff. Everybody's fucking each other up because they are, like, the, the crowd hates Noah, but there are some Noah fans in the crowd, and and they're really, they're acting like this is a real thing. And Shibata, in particular, so much so that he goes up to Nakani- uh, Nakajima and just fucking headbutts him as hard as he can, and the blood... You know, one stream of blood goes right down his forehead, and this had such a huge crowd reaction that this was like the debut of Shibata's new forehead spot, where he fucking blasts himself in the forehead and bleeds a little bit. And it is one of the most terrifying and amazing spots I've ever seen in pro wrestling. I hate it and love it. It's so awesome and terrible. I. I it's hard to explain. Um, But the camera work is amazing in this match. It has fantastic wrestling, fantastic rivalry, and a fantastic crowd reactions that lead to like the perfect match. To me, this is like the perfect match. And they'd wrestle again at that Lionsgate show. um, And you can catch that on the on the uh, um, network as well. It's not nearly as good. However, this is just. It's such a rare thing, but to me, this is a a perfect match. The pull apart at the end is unbelievable. What did you think of this, Luke? I'm very interested to hear you break this down.
1: All right. So you actually reminded me last night because I'm like, it's after – well, it's getting close to midnight, and I'm starting to get ready for bed. Anyway, I – we start talking about New Japan, which makes me think, oh, I've got to watch my recommended recommends, right? So I tell you I'm watching the match you chose. Then after a while, you send me a message saying, has it happened yet? And I've just been like, well, I've been watching this for 15 minutes. What the fuck is he took talk- Oh, there it is. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it was that moment that you mentioned there, the fucking headbutt which got a massive reaction, probably the biggest pop of the match. So I can see that mental process working in his brain going, fuck, that got a reaction. you definitely got to do this again, which uh, is unfortunate in this case. Uh, usually if you find something that gets over, you want to keep doing it. And I, I see the logic in it. I understand, but yeah. <laughs> but this was a super fun match that quickly became physical as fuck. Like, they were really fucking stiff. And, man, they might not have liked the Noah guys, but they really hated Goshyazaki for some reason more than the others. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why. Do you know – is there a reason for that in particular?
2: He is – he's been in New Japan before. And and he kind of is like – was like the top star in that group for Noah. So he kind of represents the most evil. And Nakajima was kind of like – second to him, but the is really the guy that they're pushing there.
1: Right. So yeah, like uh yeah, it's it's it and uh he was just their champion just recently, Goshizaki. Right. So like he's he's seen as like this big nod guy. He's, he's one of their top guys. It's the race, yeah. I think. I guess he's he's just had the fucking main title, idiot league. fucking of course he's one of their top guys. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I when you see a match like this and they're all walking out and and you, you see what kind of match it is, it's like a, an eight man tag kind of thing. You're like, oh yeah, it should be fine. What you don't expect is that just to become this like massive beatdown. Like they all go fucking hard. It was really cool shit. Also, we both chose matches that had Nakanishi yeah, in it. They choose as uh,
2: yes.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was top shit. Uh, it, it has a moment that I guess if anyone who watched that live it would stick with them and would be very memorable because of what would happen, what the next year.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, of course we've already covered that in a, in a past episode where we talked about, uh, you know, uh, his last match, um, you know, Shibata's you can find
1: us talking match. about that. Uh, the listeners in our special episode we did with uh mr lexus montez yeah we
2: did we talked about it there too that's right fantastic match but man it's such a shame that we don't have Shibata anymore in the ring maybe that'll change one day but man uh he gave us so much you know just watch his matches i i have another one in the chamber for a future recommend and uh, you know not just one but one in particular is pretty awesome but uh Well, I'm glad that we got to talk about that one. But, Luke, what is your recommendation for next week?
1: Well, I continue to theme. That theme was, all right, Terry Funk's only got one match at New Japan. All right. What other wrestlers do I really like? Uh, Rick, Flair, Enter. Nice. Oh, look, it's a G1 Climax 1995 match from uh, August 19, August 1995 at Ryu Goku. There is English commentary for it. Uh, I guess they've gone back and done retro commentary. It is an A-block league match. I don't know if Ric Flair was in the whole G1 or anything like that. I don't know. I don't even know if they've uploaded this whole G1 because uh, the only match that really popped up in the search engine was Ric Flair versus Keiji Mudo nice. from 1995.
2: Wow. That'll be fucking awesome. I'm pretty sure he was in a couple of G1s. And there's a couple very famous New Japan Ric Flair matches, one of which that took place in um, Korea. Korea? North about. Korea? What's that?
1: The North Korean, right? One?
2: Yes. We're going to talk about that one at one point. That's... I, yeah. Yeah. So that's some fantastic stuff. Awesome. Well, man, I love Ric Flair. We're going to be on a Flair Fest next week. That's fantastic. And, um, you know, we were talking about Abdullah the butcher and uh, this week and a guy who is uh you know forever will be linked with that guy is in my match recommendation mine is from april 18th 1985 at ryo goku everything's at ryo goku it's antonio noki versus bruiser brody oh, yes.
1: sorry i'm typing it out yeah, yeah I See where. uh Okay, I don't know anything about oh, it's nineteen eighty five, idiot. Mm-hmm. Bruiser
2: Brody is, um, you know,
1: uh,
2: he is a he monster. Died. He,
1: he, I how did he die again? He, did see the one who got murdered or whatever? Yeah,
2: he got killed by Carlos Colon, supposedly, allegedly.
1: Right, right. So yeah, he's he's a name I hear about a lot, but uh, I. Well, I haven't seen. I have not have not seen that much '80s wrestling. I got into wrestling in the '90s, so I haven't seen that much from the '80s. But uh, yeah, I'll be very interested to see this. Yeah.
2: Well, there you go, man. Well, I thought we'd we'd have a quick show, and we went over two hours. So we
1: uh, we, we always have. we uh, could have been longer. Uh, but uh, we decided to talk Star Trek uh, between each other last (laughs) night and get it out of our system. So there was no fucking, yeah, I just, uh, I was just late at night. I'm not sober. I'm thinking of Star Trek. I'm like, I'm going to send Mr. Andy some questions because I want to know the answers. But, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, in Gato, we trust.
2: It's my last match.